Welcome to the Bloom Podcast for the healers and feelers of the world who struggle with stress, anxiety, perfectionism, and self-doubt. We work with women like you every day and have found some key truths to help you feel more confident, worthy, and graceful so you too can keep changing your world like the healer and feeler you are. Welcome to the Bloom Narratives Podcast, the place to unshame ourselves, grow, and experience restoration in our minds, bodies, and souls. I'm your host today, Sharla. I'm a social worker and mental health therapist, and I've got something for you today. I've been holding on to this one for, oh, three months now, thinking, oh, when is the right time to post this? Or, oh, is it a bit too radical? <laughs> but it's been on my heart a lot more over the last week. So I'm going to just trust that instinct and know that there's someone that will be listening today that this message is for you. All right. The title of today is What Mountain Are You Climbing? You know, one of my favorite movies is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And it's, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd with it. I can quote <laughs> most of the movie. My, my husband and I, we will watch it every year, the whole, the whole movies. And yes, the extended edition. And we will just quote the movies the entire way through. They are our huge favorite. Now, whenever though, uh, here's the thing. Whenever I go through dark or extraordinarily difficult times, I often feel or I could relate to Aragorn or Frodo fighting amidst the armies in pursuit of the goal of bringing light back to the world. Two of my favorite scenes that I wanted to share with you today is these ones. So number one, it's when Aragorn is thought dead and there's this epic scene where he reemerges into the throne room. He's beyond tired, hungry, in pain, and yet he rises to meet fear head on. I love what Legolas says here. Took you long enough. Talk about being expectant. I love this so much. The second one is when Frodo is climbing up Mount Doom and he collapses and then says to Sam, I can't do this. And Sam says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And then there's like this epic soundtrack moment where you just feel yourself digging deep to persevere. Okay, I lied. There's three favorite scenes. The third one is when um, Gandalf, Gimli, and Legolas are walking into the throne room in Rohan to meet the king. And they're seeing that he has been taken over by uh, Saruman. And essentially what happens there, it's like Gandalf goes up and says like to, to, to the king, like, I release you. And the king starts to laugh at him. Saying like, oh, you don't, and he says, you don't have any power here. And then, oh, this is so epic that sometimes I even watch this clip <laughs> with, or encourage clients to watch this clip after therapy, things like that. And what happens next is Gandalf, he said, he, he just gets so, he let, releases his power and he fights back to Saruman, who is trying to overtake the king. And he flees. He gets cast out. It's such a powerful scene. I get goosebumps every time I watch it. So these scenes are some of my favorites, and I can go on and on and on about this show. However, what I want to point out with these scenes is about resistance and resilience and perseverance. So these are three things that have been, they were part of my 2022 year. They, I went through a rough year last year. 
and I needed those things. Okay. Think about it this way too. These are the other themes that I saw. Resilience in the midst of fear. Perseverance in the face of failure. Community in the face of total destruction. The strength of spirit when there should be giving up. You know, I know it's a story and I know it's fiction, but if I was to just imagine that it wasn't and just put myself into these characters' shoes, did they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they would win? No. But they kept going. Perseverance and endurance is not an easy thing to do. Believe me, this last year... (laughs) This last year has been hard. So let me share about it with you for a little bit. You see, last year, I did not end the year like I thought I was going to end it way back last January. I saw a lot of posts in the in the fall where it's like, let's finish strong, finish 2022 strong. And I remember thinking, good for you, you do that. <laughs> I was not there. I experienced so much pain this last year. I'm not going to go into too, too many details about it because I don't need to. But ultimately, last year was filled with the, it was the worst year that I've ever experienced in probably 11, 10, 11 years. It was exhausting. When I look back, last year taught me so much more about resilience, self-discipline, and endurance, and overall perseverance. I've met many points. I I met many points throughout last year where I was like, I'm done. This is too much. This is ridiculous. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, this is more so in relation to like my business. I wasn't, um, actively suicidal or anything like that. Um, but there was a lot of things that I just wanted to quit on. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. It's not paying off. I don't think it's worth it. (laughs) Here's a spoiler alert. I didn't, but I wanted to. I think it was back in May or June of 2022. I was chatting with my partner and... (laughs) It was just a really funny conversation. I was telling him, hey, babe, like, you know, I think I'm really undisciplined. And he started to laugh. And I was like, what What? what are you laughing about? And he's like, really? You? Undisciplined. Yeah, right. And I started to think about it deeper and deeper and deeper. And I started, and then I was remembering, it's like, oh, right. Our brains will bring up evidence That will confirm our thoughts and beliefs. So here's the thing, like, not every thought that we think is a fact, okay? I could be thinking that I live in this magical unicorn kingdom um, filled with fairy dust and stargazing, and my brain will be like, yeah, that's not reality. But when my brain starts to say something like, oh, you're worthless and you have no discipline, those are, there's so much, there's a very small degree of believability that our brain can latch onto it. And then look for evidence. It will say like, hey, remember this time that you gave up this? Hey, remember how you want to work out every day and it doesn't happen? Remember how, you know, and I'll just bring up all of these moments. Um, Our brains just do that naturally. It's not very helpful. We can train it away from doing that a lot of the time. But still, last year, I believed I was undisciplined. And I really judged any moment of rest extremely harshly. 
I should be doing this. I need to be doing this. I don't have time to sit down. I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. But I also believed I was undisciplined because I didn't get to where my now realizing unrealistic goals said I would be in January. Well, I think I made them in February. I don't really make a whole lot of goals in in January. But I was like, December, I think it was February. I'm like, by December, I'm going to be here, here, and here. And that was not the case. So when that happened back in May or June, what I decided to do is I started to write a list of all the things that I have never given up on, things that I've seen through, and things that I did even though it was exhausting and hard, and the list broke me in a good way. I was writing page after page after page of what I discounted as just being like, oh, well, we just keep going, right? But when I started to sit down and really think about like, what haven't I actually given up on? Oh my goodness. The list was extremely long. (laughs) You know, I think oftentimes we we discount the successes or discourage their importance, often out of fear of what if I give up too soon or a belief that it's not enough. So I started to ask myself answer more answerable questions. What if I didn't give up? What if what I have been doing is contributing to the journey that I'm on? What if I'm running a marathon, not a sprint? How would I be different? What if I am like Aragorn or Frodo, where I don't necessarily see the end goal too much right now? I just see the next steps in front of me. But I have hope for the end goal. So I started challenging myself to do that. And back in the fall, I started to seriously ask myself, my purpose and my dreams are worth it. How can I rekindle my faith to build up my resilience and endurance to keep going? I kept asking myself that question. Where, how can my spirituality contribute to my feel my health and my wellness. And I had a spiritual, a huge spiritual awakening this fall, more so than I've had in a very, very long time. It was beautiful. It was glorious. There was a lot of tears. It was great. But that question of how can I rekindle my faith to build up my resilience and endurance to keep going? That question, along with the support of my family and friends and my spiritual nurturing, is what prevented me from giving up this year. And yes, I went to therapy. I had a great care team. I saw my doctors. I got my got my body tested. You know, my, my thyroid, I don't have one. So generally my medication can stop working if there's huge moments of stress and things like that. So it, there was an overall approach. Mind, body, spirit, soul. All of it. And those are the things that helped hold me up when quitting felt so inviting. I would wake up in the morning and it would feel like there was this weight keeping my eyelids closed or my feet heavy or I, it just felt like I was bench pressing weights just to get out of bed. It was hard, right? Depression, as we know, is no joke. It sucks, (laughs) right? So, you know, I didn't end last year with a ton of energy. I ended it with needing so much rest, compassion, and empathy. And that was for myself and others. 
right? I was starting, when we talk about boundaries, it's about what we allow in our space. So I started telling people what I could do versus what I couldn't do. Hey, I can't host everybody at Christmas Day and cook. So everybody needs to bring something and we need, and it needs to be easy. It might look a little different this year, but I don't have the capacity to do a lot of things. And my family was absolutely wonderful with it. And I can't say enough about how amazing they all have been. Right. But it was starting to talk about, here's what I can do rather than here's what I can't do anymore. It's here's what I'm able to do. Here's my capacity right now. You know, I remember (laughs) this was so long ago, but I remember when I hiked a mountain that was a vertical incline for what felt like forever. It happened over like 20 years ago now, but I still remember it mainly because I complained the entire way up the mountain with one of my teachers who, oh my goodness, his level of patience was tested by me that entire day. And I wish I could go back and say, I'm sorry, (laughs) but I complained the entire way up the mountain until I got to the top and then snapped like the view just took my breath away and my words, thankfully. I sat at the top and I looked and I took in the view. So this was before smartphones. So I had to use my eyeballs and I remember it so clearly still. Because sometimes we need a win or we just need to acknowledge the small moments of gratitude around us when we are climbing our own mountains, just like Frodo and his mountain. People can't carry us up the mountain all the time. Or people can't carry our burdens for us all the time, but they can help us get up the mountain, just like Sam carried Frodo. Right? We need community in our lives to help us do this. We need a team in our lives if we don't have a huge community. Sometimes we need both. I certainly needed both. I had my acupuncturist, my chiropractor, (laughs) my craniosacral therapist, my traditional Chinese medicine doctor, naturopath. You know, I had a whole bunch of different people doing different things for me in different ways. I had my therapist. Thank God for her. <laughs> right? I needed that community to help me move up or to help me climb that mountain. You know, back when I was climbing that mountain when I like 20 years ago, I missed all of the things. I missed the little creeks, the towering trees, the animals, the crunch, the smell. I missed all of that because I was so focused on the pain of getting up the bloody mountain. I did not want to be there, but I was there and I couldn't get out of it. But when I was on the way down, there was joy. My legs were jelly. I fell a lot. There may have been some clumsy moments in a river. I, we're not talking about that one. But there was joy on the way down. And I noticed them. But all I remember was the pain on the way up. And when I talk with people a lot of the time, all we often remember is the pain on the way up when we're facing resistance. But when we are building resilience, when we are building perseverance, it's acknowledging there's pain and hope. Frodo, at the end of, of, spoiler alert, sorry, at the end of The Lord of the Rings, was exhausted. He had nothing left. They had no food, no water. They had been journeying forever. They were all by themselves. They had the enemy after them. 
nothing was going well for them. And even when Frodo reached the top of the mountain and went into Mount Doom, he experienced another level of adversary himself. He didn't want to let go of the bloody thing. So even though sometimes we are climbing a mountain trying to get through something, when the time comes to release it, sometimes we still even fight it. Because we're used to the pain. We're used to the burden and the weight of the trauma. So this is my encouragement for you today. Is that endurance and perseverance can be both. It can be hard and hopeful. We can make mistakes, circle back, fix it, move forward. And we can, ex- we can learn to expand our nervous system capacity to tolerate the distress of the climb so that we can keep climbing. So when I think back to last year, I can honestly say I took risks. A lot of them. Some paid off, some didn't. (laughs) I made mistakes. I circled back. I fixed them. Moved forward. I expanded my nervous system capacity to its greatest level yet. I didn't even think it was possible to. It was fantastic. It was hard. It was good. But I've also learned that I can't do anything in my own strength and stay standing at the end of it. I need my faith and my community. I need people just like Frodo needed Sam. Frodo would have succumbed to the ring if Sam wasn't by his side. Sam helped guide him, connect with him. He could not bear the burden for him, but he was there. And sometimes just having someone there is great. You know, I remember, this was seven years ago now, um, but when I had my, my miscarriage, I remember my mom just came over and just sat with me. And she was like, is there anything I can do? And I just said, no, just sit here. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I didn't want anybody to just tell me, like, no, anything that had the words at least included in them, right? I just wanted someone to share in my grief. And she did. She just sat next to me. My partner, we would just sit and cry, right? Sometimes just the people next to you, and sometimes they're your therapist. Sometimes they are your, your doctor, um, a healer that you have in your life. It doesn't always have to be your family. I, ha- I am actually just, I have a close family. Um, and I have a close and a very small circle. So that's kind of where my village is at. Um, but just being present with each other can be so therapeutic because we, it tells us we're not alone, right? We are not meant to do hard things alone in life. We are not. Right? We are social creatures, and it, we are biologically designed to do things as a community. Okay. So back to some, some of the things that I've learned. I've, I've had to relearn this last year that being ultra-resourceful and independent is the trauma response that is flaring up. So I had to do more. I had to go deeper. It's like an onion sometimes. It's like, oh, I thought I dealt with this shit. <laughs> and then it comes back in, and it's like, okay, next, okay, this is just another layer of it. Sounds good. I've learned also that accountability is an extraordinarily strong value that I hold. Which is why it has triggered, it triggered a lot this year for me. And over this last year, 
through all of the difficulty, this is the coolest thing, is I learned to find my voice again and release the fear of judgment from other people. The beginning of last year, I never would have done this podcast at all. It's too personal for me. It's too vulnerable. It's too raw. But now I'm okay with it because ultimately I am secure in myself now. And I am secure in, in, in my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body. It's great. Okay. So, as I shared this with you, I am just starting to get back some energy. Every morning I wake up and I have slightly more energy. And oh my goodness, it is the best thing in the world for me. It has been so long. <laughs> I could cry thinking about it. It has been so long since I have experienced any sort of level of energy. I have spent months feeling drained and exhausted. My feet often didn't even feel like they were moving of their own violation and my and everything was a chore. When I would show up for work, that was like I would push through and like oh my goodness, I would show up and be me and be a great therapist and then I would have nothing left at the end of the day cuz I used up all my stores. So I'm starting to get some stuff back in the storage cabinet. We're not going to Costco to fill it up super quick. It's like, nope, we get to go to the little markets here and there and just get get something a little bit here. <laughs> so again, it's this. It's not a but scenario. It's both and. I am tired and still hopeful. And I'm still moving. I am moving slower. Yes, with more rests. Yes. Is my, is my marketing plan and template not happening? Yes. <laughs> um, is my plan for, here's all the things that I want to do in, in every month happening? No, but I don't do that in January anyway. So here's wonderful cheers to 2022 for teaching me about rest, resilience, endurance, perseverance, and faith. It has been a climb and a journey, but I'm looking back on that year and I know I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. Now, my message for you is this. Last year was great because there was tension in this blooming. Whenever there is a bloom, a bud, there is tension when it blooms. It doesn't just open up willy-nilly. There is tension that takes place. When you are building a muscle, there is resistance. When you are changing a mindset, there is resistance. Any time that you encounter growth, you will experience resistance. And in our society right now, we are um, kind of adverse to feeling dis feeling uncomfortable or feeling resistance. And a lot of the times we will see it as a form um, or as a, something to avoid. However, yes and sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not. So learn the difference. Because when you're in a when you're in survival mode, you'll see that the tension is in this in that bloom. Survival can demonstrate to us our amazing capacity as humans to persevere and build endurance. We don't want this to happen forever. We cannot live in a state of chronic stress forever. It is toxic to our bodies. But for many this year. I have had conversations with hundreds of people this last year where it has been an extraordinarily difficult season for different reasons. We do not need to compare because pain is pain. 
Trauma is trauma. Exhaustion is exhaustion. So to all of you who are in similar places right now, please know that I'm thinking about you. I care about you. I know, like, it is so incredibly hard to keep going. To show up when all you want to do is give up. It is incredibly difficult. But remember Frodo and the mountain. Remember Aragorn walking into that room preparing for a fight, even though he was exhausted. And remember Gandalf telling Saruman to get out of a place where he was not welcome. We can do that with our thoughts. So thank you for spending this time with me. I appreciate you. Hope you can take a moment to just see the things that are around you, listen to the sounds, give yourself a bit of a hug, and then put your hand on your chest, close your eyes, or just soften your gaze and say to yourself, I love you and I'm listening. I love you and I'm listening. I love you. And I'm listening. Oh, hey, it's Cherry from Bloom Narratives checking in again. Let me just start by saying thank you again for tuning in. It means the world to us. I am dropping in to let you know I have left tidbits for you in the episode description. This way you can stay connected with us on social media, check out our website offers, and I even have some freebies for you. So go check it out. We look forward to connecting with you on social media and for your listenership in a future episode. Now on to our disclaimer. Hello, Bloom community. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm just popping in to give you the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice and recommendations we discuss do not replace any primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. With the utilization of this podcast, there is no therapist-to-patient or nurse-to-patient relationship formed, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. Please take this information and share it with your healthcare provider if you wish, and have a discussion to make the best choice for your health. Remember, this content is for educational purposes only.